Hello, and welcome to Family in Progress. We are so glad that you're here. I'm your host, Samantha Berry. At Family Enrichment Center, we have a mission to empower families and prevent child abuse. Family Enrichment Center's Adoption Resource Program was created to build on the strengths and meet the needs of current and prospective foster and adoptive families, specifically those in the Two Rivers region. We are a firm believer that everyone can do something. When it comes to meeting the needs of the children in the state's care and the families that welcome them into their homes. We know that not everyone is able to adopt or provide foster care, but there are so many ways to be involved and supportive of those who are. In this episode, I am joined by one of our parent educators, Erin Lee, and we have a great conversation on parenting around the holidays. Erin is one of our in-home educators in our Little Learners program. She is very passionate about the families that she services. She is married and a mama to two sweet boys. Erin is also the host to a mom's group in her local community and a women's jail ministry at her local detention center. Erin is passionate about so many things, and I am so thrilled to have this conversation with her about the holidays. This is something that she has worked on to create for her families, and I am so proud of her for her dedication to the families that she services. She is also probably the Dallas Cowboys' number one fan, and she promises that the Cowboys will go all the way and win the Super Bowl. Welcome, Erin. Thank you for for joining me today. Hi, I'm glad to be here. (laughs) Yeah, so I think today we'll just do a quick episode um, of some tips around the holidays and dealing parenting children around the holidays. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've created a pretty good presentation that you've been doing with your families. And I, that's why I wanted you to come on is because I think that a lot of people will benefit from this, but it's things that we don't think about throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So yeah. What do you got for us? <laughs> so um, I'm real. I'm real excited to share this. Um, like Sam said, it's something I put together for um, my families and kind of just people in and around the community. Um, and it's just really five practical parenting tips um, through the holidays because um, it can be it can be a stressful time mm-hmm. um, going through the holidays with little ones, all the things to do, all the people to see. Um, and so the first one was to have a pre-event debriefing with your kids. Um, believe it or not, kids don't like surprises. They they want to know what to expect. They want to know who's going to be there, what they're going to be mm-hmm. doing. Um, they like kids thrive off of routine. Um, like I said, this is just an opportunity to set clear expectations with your kids ahead of whatever it is that you're doing, whether that's a family dinner Um you know, a holiday tradition you always do, you know, going to look at the lights, whatever that is, setting clear expectations with your kids. Um, also gives you an opportunity to have a few minutes of calm with mm-hmm. your kids um, ahead of said event. Um, gives you a chance to clarify any rules beforehand, um, letting them know what you expect of them. Um, I also like the idea of having a code word with mm-hmm. your kids, um, you know, letting them know ahead of time if they get overwhelmed they need just a minute of quiet you know here's here's a code word um you can use and we will we will we will step out if we need to so um yeah that was the first one just yeah and I, I think 
um, not only, you know, does it give a chance for the child to prepare, it gives the parents a moment to prepare and think through, mm. do I need to bring extra toys to play with? Do I need to bring extra clothes? Like, what are we going to be doing at so-and-so's house? Right. Um, setting roles, like our roles in our house may be different than the roles of their grandparents or their aunt's house. So mm-hmm. thinking through those things, and then especially in the foster community, um, helping the child prepare for just what to expect for this event. Like they may have never been to a big family dinner or they may have never gotten the opportunity to to go to like a Christmas play or, uh, you know, a, a Christmas parade or what have you on those events. So mm-hmm. um, just giving them the opportunity to talk, depending on the child's age, of course, like obviously this is all age appropriate conversations and that's something i'll um i actually had that as one of my tips is you know age appropriate expectations because what you're going to do with you know your newborn is Mm going to be a lot different than what you're doing with you know a three and four year old um so the next tip um was consider your child's temperament um this is something we we educators here we love love talking about with our families is temperament because what you know a spirited child is going to do and and how they're going to act is going to be completely different than how a child who's Mm -hmm. slow to warm you know is going to act so just considering their temperament um the three temperaments that we typically talk about are easy spirited and slow to warm um the easy are children who can develop a regular routine quickly and adjust um spirited kids have an underdeveloped ability to control their emotions and behaviors and slow to warmer children who typically withdraw from new people, places, and foods. Um, so just considering, I mean, and children can have, you know, multiple temperaments, but just kind of looking at um, how your child typically reacts and mm-hmm. taking that into consideration um, ahead of ahead of said event or whatever it is that you have going on. Yeah, and, and when I was talking about that, too, um, I think it's good for parents to also think about their temperaments and mm-hmm. think about, you know, how how do they react when they're put in, put in those situations. And this is a great time for modeling behavior for children. This is a great time to have those conversations and, and set your child up for success. Like, if you know that your child is super active, super spirited, um. <laughs> don't expect them to sit through a, a two-hour play. Like, mm-hmm. maybe that's not the best thing to do this year. Don't expect them to to maybe sit through a big 10-course family meal, depending on, you know, how your family does it. So I think just setting your child up for success, as well as if you have just gotten a new placement in foster care, maybe this is your first holidays with them, you may not know uh, your your child's temperament. So it's something to maybe start looking at now as we're going into the holiday season um, and then just preparing as best as you can. I mean, we're not going to have everything planned out because <laughs> we don't live in a perfect world, but just making sure that both of us, parents and children, can be as successful as we can be. Right, right. Um, the third one, um, and this is, this is such a big one, um, it's forced affection is useless. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And this kind of ties back into temperaments, you know, especially if you have a child who's slow to warm, you know, we cannot expect them to just naturally gravitate towards people in places that they're unfamiliar with. Their natural reaction is going to be to want to stay near their safe space, which, you know, is you. Yeah. um, Or just kind of... um, hide out by themselves or just kind of want to be that by themselves. Um, so not forcing that affection, especially for those kids who are more natural to be slow to warm. Um, I always like offering alternatives to kids. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you know, give them high five or fist bump them or, um, just just something other than a hug if that's yeah, really like not make what a silly face yeah or, if, or yeah a silly face it can be something small um if that's you know a hug is not really what they're what they're feeling at the moment because that's okay um i hate i hate forced affection especially with little kids mm-hmm. um if if they're not you know naturally inclined to be an affectionate kid they're just they're not gonna do it yeah and you know this is you know, family travels from all over during the holidays. And sometimes maybe your child hasn't had the opportunity to meet this certain family member. Um, so essentially, even though we don't want them to be, they are a stranger mm-hmm. to some point. And so, especially in when we're thinking about foster, foster community. Um, but this also works towards, you know, bio families too, of, Prepping your child, if there is an opportunity for them to meet other family members before these big dinners or big gatherings or whatnot, if there's that opportunity to FaceTime them or give them a call or meet them somewhere else so they're not completely a stranger to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially little children, like maybe they did meet Aunt Sue last year at Thanksgiving, but they were two then and they're not going to remember her this thanksgiving right so i always like i like what you said about facetiming and i always tell parents too, you know show them a picture you know don't just show up that day and you know here's all these unfamiliar places and unfamiliar people and things you know show them a picture talk to them about him you know if they have things in common if your aunt likes Mm -hmm. horses and your child or foster child likes horses you know just really prepping them for um that day and the people Um, because it can it can definitely be overwhelming yeah and that's a big piece too i mean it it goes back to just preparing preparing yourself preparing your child and preparing your other family members too yeah Um, and really you as a parent being that buffer for them right and and standing in you know understanding and having those conversations with your child depending on their age of if you don't want to hug somebody that's okay um if you don't want to to give somebody a kiss on the cheek, that's okay. Um, letting them know that you're okay with that and you're not going to be disappointed in them or they're not going to be in trouble for not listening to an adult, um, sometimes that gets a little murky. So just letting them know that you as their parent are the safe space and they can come find you if they're uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, the fourth tip is to have um, is about age-appropriate expectations yeah. and... We talked about this a little bit. Um, this this pertains a lot to, you know, social-emotional development for kids. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a three- and four- and five-year-old even are going to have, you know, vastly different um, social-emotional skills. I always like using the example of 
um, babies. You know, we're in-home educators and we work with, you know, babies as soon as they're born and, you know, we'll see them, we'll see them every month. And then something about that, like nine, 10, 11 month mark, they start looking at me Mm -hmm. like I'm a stranger um, because they've reached that social emotional milestone of stranger danger. Yeah. Um, And so I, you know, we always are big on, you know, never forcing ourself on a child who's just, you know, not feeling it um, Mm -hmm. at that moment. So looking at the um, development and milestones of your particular child, um, because a nine month, a nine month old, 10 month old, just wanting to cling to mom is is normal, mm-hmm. you know, and it's no reason to force it. And that kind of goes, you know, the, all this kind of ties back, you know, with one another. But that kind of goes back to the forced affection. You know, it's yeah. useless because they're just, they're not there yet, you know, developmentally. Right. And you don't want to make a, a child, you know, grumpy for no reason when you could have controlled that. And like, mm-hmm. of course, they may not have the language to tell you no or that they're upset about this, but... They're going to have <laughs> the physical of, you know, maybe they start throwing a tantrum or maybe they start whatever. And so I think that's something we can look out to and, and prevent those those unnecessary mm-hmm. uh, emotions, really. Yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different tools and yeah. um, things you can use just by, um, let's say you have a, a four-year-old um, searching the social-emotional expectations for whatever age so there's you know there's a lot of different ways you can get that information um and the last one um tip number five is to set priorities um this is such Mm -hmm. a big one for me because it's something i need help with every single day of the year not just during the holidays but especially during the holidays um and it's you know it's really just organizing organizing your time um I love doing an activity with families on just looking at looking at everything that needs to be done and having them prioritize things that are non-negotiables. Um, they cannot drop that specific thing. Yeah. And, you know, I did this activity with a, a group of parents, and it was interesting, the, the feedback I got back. For a lot of them, it was, it was nap time, quiet time. You know, that is a non-negotiable for us going through the holidays is we cannot skip that. Um, and then, you know, kind of looking at your things that, you know, if you if you drop those things, there's just a little more flexibility there. Mm-hmm. It's it's a not as big as a priority um, and just kind of being able to separate it that way and look at look at everything that needs to be done specifically over the holiday season and seeing all the things that um, there's a little bit more flexibility with and maybe dropping some of those things, especially this year, if you are dealing with a new placement or, you know, even Mm -hmm. you have a new child yourself, um, really taking a look at your priorities and what, what might be able to be taken off your plate. Yeah. And I think the activity, um, obviously we're not going to be able to like link this or anything, but I think just having the language of, and the visual of this activity. So, uh, we have a, an activity in the curriculum that we use and it's called crystal balls, rubber balls, Mm -hmm. something like that. And so you you link that together of like what is priority and like you said it's not just really just around the holidays but especially around the holidays. So I'll let you explain this if you want of what a crystal ball is and what a rubber ball yeah. is. So um the crystal balls are the things that if you drop them they 
they will they will break there's no flexibility here and like i said when i did this with a group of parents i got things back like nap time was the number one Mm -hmm. thing you know we cannot skip nap time and then there was things like you know dinner with mom um some people are big about you know holiday traditions and going to look at lights on christmas eve is something they always do and that's something to them that they can't drop it'll break and i I totally get that and i respect that um and then the rubber balls are things that if you drop them there's obviously more flexibility there because they're rubber um and you know you can maybe let it go maybe let it go for a year Mm -hmm. um a couple years or you know indefinitely um and that can be things like um dinners with friends that you know you've kind of maybe grown apart a little bit because you've had kids they're in a different place of life um just different things like I said specifically over the holiday season that um you could you could let go either temporarily or permanently or or even move you know maybe maybe you don't get to do it that week of Christmas but maybe you get to do it sometime in January Mm -hmm. so just sitting down and having those conversations with your spouse, your significant other, um, maybe even your older children of like what is important to them um, and how can you fit that into their schedule too and prioritizing not only the things for yourself but prioritizing the things for your children too Um, because children also get busy during this time with if they're involved in Christmas plays or holiday plays or holiday parties at school and you know, just all of the things around this time that are fun, but sometimes can just add that extra little bit of stress. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if if you will, if you'll sit with me as I kind of talk uh, more focused on the, the foster care side of this, I would love to have some input right. and just a conversation, too. So um, this is probably something that I can link, but this is something that I just pulled off of one of the foster care sites of kind of some do's and don'ts in around the holidays and like why things may get a little tougher in the home um and again even though if this is quote-unquote specific for foster care i do think that it it aligns with just parenting in general um things of such like preparing the foster youth for how the holidays are in in your home so if you have a new placement, if this placement is new to around the holidays, uh, setting up what your family traditions are, what your family typically does, that is the same as talking to your child about the event and like that pre-event debriefing. So talking to them, of course, age appropriate, Yeah. that age appropriate conversation, you're going to have a different conversation with a teenager than you are with a toddler. Um, so... Another thing that it it recommends is avoiding surprises. So just talking to them, preparing them for what you all do in your home, what's important in your home. The other side is preparing your friends and your family as well. Um, Making sure that they're not asking those those awkward, sometimes inappropriate questions in front of the children. Yeah. Um, That is is not an appropriate conversation (laughs) to have in in front of those children most of the time. the same thing is remembering confidentiality in that. Um, the other thing that's another stressor for foster parents in general, and this 
this came up when we were talking about the rubber ball, crystal ball thing, is arranging those visitations during the holidays. Like, that is something that they cannot drop. That sometimes adds an extra stressor to foster families. Um, So if you can have those conversations with your family, your friends, your loved ones, uh, so that they know this is something that you're going to need help maybe rearranging some meal times around um, to prepare for travel time, if, if that's the case. So as your family and your loved ones, letting them know how they can support you during this time with that. Um, that way the, you know, the, the child and the bio families are not missing out as well. And, and when possible, including those bio families in some of these holiday things when it's safe and appropriate to do so. So if you're able to send pictures on Christmas Day, if you're able to send cards, maybe small gifts, um, that's something, it depends on, on the case, obviously, and depends on visitation, where that's set at and such. So checking to see if that's something that's possible or if that's something that is maybe recommended or is safe at that time. Right. Um, the other big thing is, I think we've, we've talked about it a little bit, is how to prepare your family and your friends, how to prepare, like, arranging to meet your fa- the family, those others in advance. Um, but remember to, to treat that child that you're caring for at the moment the same that you're treating the other children. And whether that means having some extra presence on hand, um, in case Aunt Glenda didn't know and that, you know, she bought everybody else a gift. So here's another extra gift for that child that you're caring for at the moment. So just making sure that they are included and they are treated the same. Really, that's a big one. Um, The other thing that may be a little bit different, which really when you read this and when I say this, it's kind of the same. It depends on your child's temperament. But understand if they pull away. Understand if they don't want to participate in this tradition. Understand if it's hard for them. Understand if they're overwhelmed or overstimulated that day. And allow them break times. Allow them to respectfully say that they don't want to do something um, within reason, I mean, you're the parent, you know what's appropriate and what's not. But allowing them, maybe they don't want to say what they're thankful for at Thanksgiving this year. Maybe they they don't want to open presents in front of everybody. And that's okay. Like, remembering that they're children, but they also have choices, too, when it's appropriate. So, again, all of these things... It depends on your family. These are just <laughs> these are just some tips. You can take it as you want to, um, but we hope that at some point, you know, something we've said is helpful to you and helps this time be a little less stressful and more about celebrating each other and celebrating family. Um, do you have anything you want to add, Erin? Um, I will say I, I did like um, something you said you were talking about um, – you know, things that you can't skip, you know, for example, visitation or mm-hmm. different things like that. And so maybe that's where you ask for extra help. And that's that's a tip in mm-hmm. itself, you know, no one to ask for help, you know, whether it's arranging meal drop offs, whether it's um, having help on those um, visitation days, um, just having help around the holidays in general, you know, don't 
don't be afraid or scared to ask for help. Um, yeah, from, and I think that goes for anybody too. Just yes. don't be afraid of setting those limitations and those boundaries. You know your ch- your child, your children best, and if you're gonna, you know, maybe dinner is at at two o'clock, but you know that your child's nap time is from one to three. Like, yeah, um, say that's great. We'll see you all at four o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> like just setting those boundaries and those expectations for yourself but also asking your support system that's why they're there they love you they support you and um you know sometimes those conversations are tough but they turn out for the best exactly exactly well thanks for having me on today sam yeah of course thanks for giving us some of these tips and um like i said i will try to link some of this stuff to to the wherever you're listening to your podcast but most of these things are linked on our website, and you can find them there. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you're welcome to give us a call or send us an email. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. We appreciate your support. I hope that we were able to give you some useful tips and tools for this holiday season. If you want to get involved or you want to ask some questions, give us a topic, give us an email at adopt at familyenrichmentcenter.com or you can give us a call at 270-781-6714. I really hope that you reach out. If you ever have any questions on how you can be supported or how you can support someone, we want to connect with you. This community is here for you. Be sure to catch our next episode where I'm joined by my friend Julia She has a great story that I know is going to inspire you. And as always, I hope your day is filled with sunshine, love, and lots of great tasting coffee. Until next time.